Okay. Let's uh, begin our discussion of Parshas Matos Masse as we finish off uh, Safer by Midbar. This week's Parsha, again, broadcasting from uh, from Kamasara. Last week we had a, a major downpour during the uh, during this year. I don't think that's on the uh, forecast. Maybe we're, we're davening that it should be on the forecast to cool it off a little. But uh, whatever it is, Torah continues. Okay, let's start off with a uh, thought from the Lubavitcher Rebbe in uh, the source number one regarding the name of the Parsha, the name of the first Parsha. Again, I didn't mention this last time, but I thank my Talmidim from uh, this year and Yeshiva Rachel Yerushalayim for buying me this set. Uh, at the end of the year, it's really a very valuable set that one, uh, that one could have. Um, and one of the f- special features of the set is that he talks about, he has a thought about the name of every Parsha. Matos. What's so exciting about Parsha's Matos? You can think Pinchas is exciting. Yisro, there's a lot to talk about when you have a personality. Matos. What's a mate? So a mate is, a mate could be, a, it could be a stick, but it also is used to mean matos b'nei Yisrael. means the, the shvatim. So Lubavitcher Rebbe asks, first of all, what's the significance of that word? And secondly, this is always a parsha that's lain during the three weeks. Okay, Most of the time, there's pinchas, matos, mase, and dvarim. Every once in a while, once in a very long while, when matos and mase are separated, we have matos, mase, and dvarim. Dvarim is always Shabbos Chazon. So what exactly is there a connection between Pasha's Matos and the Chorban Abayas? Any measures that we could take to be inspired with relating, uh, related to this Parsha and this time of year. As he starts off, Pasha's Matos is always read during the three weeks of mourning over the destruction of the Holy Temple, an event which plunged the Jewish people into a physical and spiritual exile from which they have not yet recovered. It is not surprising, therefore, that the name of the Parsha contains a message of inspiration. What's the message? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, there are two words that mean tribe. There are two words in Tanakh, even in the Torah, that are used to describe the Shvatim. Used to describe uh, Klal Yisrael, the twelve tribes. One is just what I just mentioned, Shevet, and one is Mate. What's the difference between a Shevet and a Mate? They both kind of mean stick, a staff. But explains the Lubavitcher Rebbe, there's a difference between the two. Though they both generally form the same idea. Line 10. The difference between them is that matos are branches that have become detached from the tree. A mate is already independent. Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron HaKohen, they take the mate to perform the makos. The mate of Aaron, a few weeks ago, Pasha's Korach, sprouts with blossoms and proves Aaron HaKohen to be the true Kohen, the Kohen Gadol. A mate is already hardened and independent. Shvatim, on the other hand, refers to branches that still remain attached to their trunk and are thus soft and flexible. A shevet is also a staff, but it's when they're still attached. In quotes, not here, but other places there are, there are rise to this from elsewhere in, in Tanakh. A shevet is a branch, but it's still, atta- it's still soft. It's still pliable. You could hit a branch, a soft branch, and it'll just uh, rock back and forth. So a shevet is still attached to the tree, but it is, and it is flexible. A mate is independent and hardened. What's the message? Explains the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Hasidic thought teaches that the branch and the rod allude to the soul's development as it passes from a heavenly setting to an earthly setting. Before we're created, we are all connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a deep and direct way. Selam Elohim. We each have it Selam Elohim. So when we're just in the world of Olam HaNeshamos, 
When we're pure neshama, chelak elokami mal, we are like that shevet. We are directly connected to Hashem, but we are not independently proven. We are not hardened by the experiences around us into independent over the Hashem. So a shevet, yes, has the original connection, that connection to Hashem directly, but it's, it, it's soft, it wavers. Only when the soul is put into this world, and now we are independent. Elokai, neshama shenatatabi. HaKadosh Baruch gave us the neshama to take care of. We're going to give it back. We're going to get back to that. Ganeidan olam haba. But right now, when we're in this world, we have the potential to become a mate. We're independent from the tree, from the source, from the trunk. But we can become hardened and strengthened and worked by the challenges that we face in our life. In all the different areas, we have challenges, but that just can make us better if we live up to the challenge. However, in the second column, however, when the soul is placed in its earthly setting, in a physical body in the times of exile, all this soon changes. Like a branch that is detached from its trunk, the soul loses its effortless emotional enrapment with the Creator and finds itself in a world which is antagonistic to holiness and truth. There's challenges in the world we live in. But we are promised that with the necessary effort, the tender branch will soon harden to become a firm and rigid rod that is unbending in his dedication to God. Yes, a shevet has an adifus, has something that is something to look up to. It's connected to Hashem uh, directly. But that's not what life's about. Life's about becoming a mate. Life's about becoming independent servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a physical world. We're not supposed to be malachim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has enough malachim. We're supposed to be greater than Malachim. As the Gra already points out on Mishlei, that Malachim are called Omdim. Omdim ima'alo. They're Omid. However, an angel is created, whatever, however Malach is created, that's his distance. You could talk here, talk in physical terms. But that's his distance from HaKadosh Baruch, who was created, he is what he is. Forevermore for eternity. They're Omdim. Man is called a Holech. Man is called a mover. We go, we walk, we're constantly going. And that's the point. We start off as Shvatim, but we're supposed to lead up to Mate. Hands off the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Parsha's Matos thus teaches us that God has given us the ability to live according to the laws of the Torah under all circumstances. And even though we're in Gullus for all these thousands of years, and as we still mourn for the Beis HaMikdash, every single year we have Parsha's Matos to teach us that even though we're in this Gullus, that's the point of being a Jew, is no matter what situation we find ourselves in, no matter the external forces, we have the strength to become staffs and rods representing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like the Mateh of Moshe Rabbeinu, like the Mateh of Aaron, we could become the Mateh, the Shevet, the tribe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Mateh. That's the name of the Parsha. Maybe Matos in plural is all of us together. All of us together, each become a mate, and all that way will come, become matos b'nei Yisra. Okay, let's go to the beginning of the parsha. Beginning of the parsha, as we know, talks about a lot in this, these two uh, parshias. Talks about the parsha of Nidarim. Vaydarim Moshe al Rashi amatos l'bnei Yisrael emar. Moshe speaks to the heads of the tribes to b'nei Yisrael. Zehadaver shetiv Hashem. The following. This is the thing that Hashem commanded. The following. Ishki dar nadel Hashem. The parsha of Nedarim, Oh Yishav Ashvua, right? And Yonah Diyoma, Dafiyom is learning Masech Ashvuas, Nedarim Shvuas, Lesser Israel Nafsho, Lo Yachal Dvaro. You have to fulfill your promises. Make sure that we don't say something that we won't be able to fulfill. 
the power of the husband, the power of the father, all the different details. Rashi quotes on Zehadavar, Moshe, and I think on the first source number two, this is also quoted at the beginning, Zehadavar, Moshe Nisdrabe, Biko Amar Hashem Kachatzos Halayla. Sometimes Moshe Rabbeinu, you see, has a lashon of Ko Amar Hashem. So says Hashem. And the other Nevi'im also say Ko Amar Hashem. Mosif Alehem Moshe, Shenisnabe Belashon Zehadavar. But Moshe Rabbeinu really has a higher level of Nevuah, a different level of Nevuah, not just Ko Amar Hashem, but Zehadavar. No other Navi says Zehadavar. This thing. This is what Hashem commanded me. Other Nevi'im say, So said Hashem. But Moshe says, What's the deeper message of this Rashi? What's the difference? We know, we've spoken about it in the past, last year, the differences between Moshe Rabbeinu and the other Nevi'im. It's one of the Animamins, one of the 13 Animamins, the Ramam writes from Masechah Sanhedrin, that Moshe Rabbeinu is different. Right? We say it in Yigdal. We say it in Yigdal, the Moshe Rabbeinu is different. But what makes him unique? So there are many differences. We're going to focus on what's, what is reflected in this difference that Rashi is trying to get at. All other Nevi'im, Ko Amar Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu Zehadavar. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Source number two. Line four. V'tzarech l'havin. Ma'u achilik shebein l'ashen kol l'ashen zeh. First of all, what's the chilik here? Sounds like something major. So what is it? Furthermore, the gam im lashon zeh who madrega yoser gavoa. If, however, we explain zeh, it means Moshe is amazing, different, unique. Im kain madua himten akasuv atzof sefer b'midvar. If it's so important, if it's such a great idea, which we'll have to figure out what it is, so why do we? Does the Torah wait till Parshas Matos to tell us this difference? Moshe Rabbeinu has been around for many Parshas. And yet, all the way at the end of Sefer Midbar, we had this message about Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevuah. Right? Three Svarim. Shmos. Vayikra. Bamidbar. We, we were introduced to Moshe Rabbeinu in, in Shmos already. He was already getting Nevuah at the end of Shmos by the Sneh. By the Sneh, we should have a Zadavar. Or for the first Sivu he gives. At least in Parsha's bow. And yet it's wait, it's... It's delayed till here. What is the connection between Zehadavar and the Parsha of Nadar? Says Rabbi Yaakov, V'nireh v'hanireh li. Debe emes matzinu, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin. Sheneviyei emes, you where I am, line 10. Sheneviyei emes, ancient neviyei misnabin besignon echad. Two prophets, two neviyim, will never give over the same exact prophecy. It'll never be the exact same words. Umizeh heven Yehoshaphat b'neviyachav she'en b'neviyemes. The context of that Gemara is that Yehoshaphat, one of the kings, realized that the neviyim in front of him weren't telling the truth because they were all saying the exact same thing, the exact same words, the exact same adjectives. He looks at them, he says, you must be neviyeh sheker. Mipnei shekulam nestabu b'signon echo. They all had one style. They all had one way of, of talking. So that's what the Gemara says. Two Nevi'im never say this, talk in the same way, with the same style. Ask Rabbi Yaakov, shouldn't it be just the opposite? If you're a true Navi, if we are five true Nevi'im, we should say over what Hashem told us exactly the same way. Shouldn't it be the opposite? The true Nevi'im should be saying the same thing. Not It should be just the opposite. 
true prophets, Nevi'e MS, that receive their Nevuah from the source, capital T, the source, Hashem, Hayalahem Lomar Balashan Echad. They should be the ones that talk and want in the same Lashan. And if you're making up a story, so then you should be you should say it differently. So what does the Gemara mean? What does Chazal mean that the true Nevi'im, they're all a little different from each other? They all express it a little differently. Venerally, says Rabbi Yaakov, let me explain it. Chazal tell us at the end of Brachas. Just like people's faces are different, so that their opinions are different. We all think differently. We all have different views of things. Depends on our background. It depends on our upbringing. It depends on our family and friends. So many factors go into who we are. Vim came in Nishma Mishnea Davar. If you hear something from two people, the same thing. Al They're going to express it in two different ways. Let's say you go to two people and you, and you ask them, "What do you think of blank?" So even if they both like it, they're going to say it differently. For example, says Rabbi Yaakov, "Come on, Nishal." Ha'ashir, who ploni? Yes, somebody. Is that guy rich? You think that guy's rich? So let's say he is rich. It all depends on your perspective. It all depends on your own bank account. If two people give an answer, one's rich, one's poor, they're going to give different answers. They're talking about the same person. But it all depends on their perspective. It all depends on where you're coming from. It depends on what your background is. The Ani is going to say, Whoa, he's loaded. Unbelievable. And the Ashish will say, oh, yeah, He's got some. He's okay. Got some. It all depends on your perspective. Or let's say they're both rich. And he has people with the same, in the same tax bracket. But, you know, some people out there exaggerate a lot. Now, sometimes when you, you know some people, when they talk to you, you're like, okay, you just got to take it a, a step down whenever you speak to them. Some people are exaggerators. So it all depends on perspective. Therefore, says Rabbi Yaakov, If you hear two people say the exact same thing, describing the exact same event, the exact same person, you know they're lying. They must have planned it beforehand. Okay, let's do this. Let's say this. Because otherwise, they would never say the exact same thing. It must have been planned. It must have been staged. That is why, says Rabbi Yaakov, to Nevi'im, they get the same message from Hashem. Tell B'nai Yisrael to do tshuva. Tell B'nai Yisrael it's going to rain. Tell B'nai Yisrael this. They're always going to express it differently. Because everybody in life is different. The nimsel shigam ishiyus hanavi mishtatefes benavua. The personality of every navi influences how he expresses his nevua. Umayim bo navi esachizayon. What does Hashem do? As we know, one of the differences between Moshe and the other naviim, all the other naviim are unconscious when they have a navi. They're not awake, so they see a vision. They see a vision. So when we see visions, it's not so always clear. So they see a vision and they have to interpret that vision and give the message to Klai Yisrael. The Navi expresses it based on who he is. That's why every Navi is misnabeh b'signon acher. But, says Rabbi Yaakov, now we come to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, his personality did not influence at all 
one iota, the content that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him. He didn't even show him. Moshe was awake. HaKadosh Baruch Hu expressed and Moshe Rabbeinu said over exactly what he was shown. That's the difference. So says Hashem. So says Hashem. He's telling a story. So this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. It's not Zehadavar. Zehadavar always means this exact. Zeh. Chazal say elsewhere. Zeh always means you can point a finger. Achodesh Zelachem. Right? No, they couldn't figure out about the moon. Zeh, look at the moon. But the menorah, it says Zeh. Moshe Rabbeinu, Betzalah, couldn't figure out how to make it. Zeh, here it is. Zeh always means definitive. I'm showing you exactly what it is. That's what Chazal mean in the Rashi here. What is Rashi telling us? The other Nabi had Kolam Hashem. They all had their own their own personalities which influenced how they gave, gave over the Nevuah. Moshe Rabbeinu was exact what Chazal called Shechina Midaberes Mitoch Grono. The Shechina, it's as if the Shechina was talking through Moshe Rabbeinu's throat. Fine. That's the difference between Zeadaber and Kolam Hashem. What about the second question though? Why did the Torah wait so long to tell us this? It's an amazing difference. We have to know this. You can't learn Torah. We can't learn about Moshe Rabbeinu without knowing this. It fits into all the other uniquenesses of Moshe Rabbeinu. But then the question is, why Matos? Why Parshas Nadarim? Ah. Now Rabbi Yaakov comes. Second column. You know what the Parsha of Nadarim reflects? That I could create Halacha. I could create mitzvahs for me. That's what the Durham is all about. The power of the creation based on the deeper of a person. I could say, I swear that I will not eat pizza today. All of a sudden, the pizza is just like a piece of treif to me. That's what I have the power of doing. Hainu, shim adam nishba shvua, sheyochal kikarzu, I do the opposite, I swear that I'm going to eat. Harizu mitzvah lochla. I think I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago in a year. You know, we always... It's interesting that we're trying to lose weight. Let's say I'm trying to lose weight. So, if if I see something in front of me and I'm on a diet, I have to I have to overcome. It's going to be hard for me. I might end up like not doing it. But if I'm fleshik, it's a piece of cheesecake there. There's no havamina. There's no havamina whatsoever. Right? Well, the last time oh, I'm on a, I can't. Like, I need the cake. No. Even the great person who has to go on the biggest diet, if he's a shomer torah mitzvah, he's not. He's going to wait the time. He's going to wait the time. Why? Because when it comes, when something, when something is a halachic issue, it's not just a health issue, even though health is halachic. That's my wife. But uh, says the, it, it's different. So maybe, maybe I have that mentality. So I'm like, you know what? It's not working. I'm going to swear not to eat this. So the second I do that, boom! It's like a fle- I'm, it's like I'm fleshik. Says Rabbi Yaakov, that's parshas nedarim. The power of a person's speech, the power of creation. I, I promise I'm going to eat this today. It's just like a mitzvah. It's like a piece of pig. If I give something to the base of Migdash, Nadarim is about the power that a person could create something on his own. And it's just like a mitzvah. Alkane, line 13. Why? Where does a person get this uh, power from? Since a person is selam elokim, yesh lachakohachazeh levados isurim chadashim b'harayim chalim. Person is selam elokim, like we spoke about matashevet. We came from Hakadosh Baruch Hu kaviyachol. 
So we have this power to create a mitzvah. There is a mitzvah that allows us to create a mitzvah or an avera, as long as we're not going against any other any of the other six twelve. In in Mushbav Yom and Sinaihu. So says Rabbi Yaakov, if this is the set of halachos that teach us a person has the power to create his own areas of halacha, dafka there we need the message that Moshe Rabbeinu did not say anything, not a word, that didn't come straight from HaKadosh Baruch The Kiva Shishlo La'adam HaKoch Lahusit Batorah says a person has this power, hey Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe some, maybe, there may be one of these mitzvahs he made up. After all, Parsha Zadarim, Tafke in this Koach Hadibor, the Koach of Yitzira, of a person, we have Zeh Hadavar. Moshe Rabbeinu says this exact thing because he didn't say anything on his own. We might have thought. Also in the Torah. Part of it is Moshe Rabbeinu's personality reflected. That's why Dafka here. Yes, there is a Pasha of Nadar, but we can't create. But that's not Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't create anything himself. Rabbi Yaakov, when, when the Mepharshim are convinced of their, and uh, they, they feel that it's true, an emistic of art, they have to end off Vidok. What does Vidok stand for? Almost every Marsha ends off with Vidok. So you never know what he's saying, because this is Vidoresh, search it out, Vitimsa Kasha, or Vitimsa Kal. You never know what he's saying. Is he saying, oh, it fits in beautifully, Vitimsa Kal is easy, or Vitimsa Kasha? So you never know if it's Sarachin or it's beautiful. But here, Lechor Rabbi Yaakov means Vidor Vitimsa Kal, Kinachonu, this is a true idea. That's what he says. He even ends off by saying at the end, uh, maybe this is a connection in the in the bottom of the column between Moshe Rabbeinu and Bilam, because it says on line twenty six in the Goran Baba Basra that Moshe wrote his sefer and he wrote Parshas Bilam. What's unique about Bilam? Because Bilam also, Chazal tell us, was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu. Bilam was in the world of Rishayim, but he was on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu with the clarity of vision, and he used Dilara, used Dilara. But that's Zehadavar of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, moving right along. Paraglamid Bays. Paraglamid Bays. Pasik Chaf Bays. So, as we know, the second half of the Parsha is the major story of Ruven God and Chati Sheva Menashe. The two and a half Shvatim, or the two Shvatim that wanted to stay behind. They had Mikne Rav, many different interpretations. What exactly was the problem with their request? Moshe Rabbeinu gets extremely upset, and then all of a sudden he's. Malified, and he says, okay. And he says, as long as you do this. So all the Shachla Vitaria is, um, is discussed by many of them. First, let's pick up on one Pasuk. Because there's a Pasuk in this discussion that teaches us a Halacha. Right at the Shvi. If you do this, one condition you can stay. If you come fight with us, and you go in front of us, it's conquered. After we conquer the lands, so then you can come back here. And then the Torah adds on, V'yisem nikiyim me'hashem u'mi'yisrael. Those four words. V'yisem nikiyim me'hashem u'mi'yisrael. It's quoted towards the end of source number five, if you want to see the exact Pasuk, if you don't have a Chumash. You'll be clean from Hashem and from the Jews. That's what the Pasuk says. Moshe Rabbeinu says, that's what? You have a lot to work for. You have to make sure you're clean in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you have to make sure you're clean in the eyes of man. Like we say in Benching, The Chassam Sofer, when he read this Pasuk, was always very scared. 
Always very scared. That's what he writes. So what's number four? The Chassam Sofer in a tshuva writes to a student on the second line, Kol yamai hayiti mitzta'er al hamikra hazeh. My whole life, I'm pained by this Pasuk. V'yisim nekiyam Hashem in Yisrael. Ubeiz chovos elu. These two obligations of every Jew. Nekiyus me Hashem Yisbarach. Veha nekiyus me Yisrael. Imo. Amo. Being clean in the eyes of God and in the eyes of man. Heim shnei rochvim tzmadim al gabano. These are two loads on my back. V'yoser efshari latzesi de hachov harishon. It's easier to be clean in the eyes of God. Yoser har baby yoser milatis de abrius, because people naturally talk, and people, even though there's a mitzvah that say in mishpatim, it says the tishpat amisecha that we have to be dalakavshus, we have to do whatever we can to be above, above the law, not just above the letter of the law, above the spirit of the law. Kihem choshvim machshavu zaros people talk even Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu came late people said oh he came late he has problems at home he left earlier even about Moshe Rabbeinu the Chassam Sofer says this is a scary a very scary Pasuk and then he says in the next paragraph could any of us live our lives that everybody always thinks good of us Nobody ever has a, has a negative thought about, about us. We have to be on such a level. Says the Chazam Sofer, one in a generation. Maybe that's the Pshad of the Pasig in Koheles. There's no Tzadik Ba'aretz. What does that mean? Even if a person does everything good. Says, Be'ini Abrius is very difficult. Be'ini Hashem! Hashem Baruch knows all my kavanas. L'shem Shemayim. Be'ini Tzadik Baruch Sometimes people don't think of us in the best. We have to do everything we can. But says the Chazam Sofer, there's a very challenging and difficult obligation. And then he adds, V'eneni Kedai Lahaskar Avosinu HaKadoshim. I'm not Kedai to quote the following. Mikom HaKom Torahi. says, I have to quote it. V'chochechani B'bnei God Uveruvein. Asher aleim nomei mikrazeh. Moshe Rabbeinu said this pasuk to Bnei Gad Bnei Ruvain. If you do this, you'll be clean. May Hashem be Yisrael. I'm a little scared to say it. Says the Chassam Sofer. V'apiyatas Moshe Rabbeinu shayapi Hashem. Asuot shalahem lenakos. That's one. Moshe Rabbeinu gave him the green light at the end of the day. But I think he says the last three lines. Kilo alchinam galu rishona lefnei kol hashvatim. If you look in the Midrashim, the Midrash on this week's parsha, I didn't give it to you because I just found it today. Um, Perak Lamed Beis, Rav Kasher in Torah, in, uh, Torah Shlema quotes the Tanchuma, I mean the Tanchuma, also that the Bnei Gad Bnei Ruben were the first Shvatim to go into Galus. The first Shvatim. The Medrash says in the Tanchuma Matos Os Hey, Shnei Ashirim Amdu Ba'olam. There were two rich. I'm just reading this to you from the Medrash. There were two rich people in history. Echad mi Yisrael ve'echad umos ha'olam. One Jew, one non-Jew. Korach mi Yisrael ve'Haman me'umos ha'olam. Korach and Haman. And they were both lost. They grabbed their own riches. And then the Medrash continues. They loved their money, so they stayed in Gaulus. They had the chance to go into Eretz Yisrael, 
And they said, it's okay. We'll stay where we are. Lachain galut chila mikal hashvatim. Baruch Hu says, you don't want this, so when you eventually get here, I'm going to throw you out first. Galut mikal hashvatim. Says the Chassam Sofer, you know why I think they left? Because they didn't fulfill the Yisem Nikiim me'ashem u'mi'yisrael. The Mishnah even quotes this. This halacha of Yisem Nikiim is the basis for an element of the Big Day Kahuna. The Mishnah tells us in Shkalim that all the Begadim, not all, but the ones that would have had pockets, the Katonas, the shirt, and the and the Mechnasayim, the pants, there were no pockets in any of the Big Day Kahuna. There were no hems on the bottom of the Big Day Kahuna. The Gemara tells us in Zvachim, they had to fit the Kohen perfectly. They measured exactly. Could it be long, short? Had to be perfect. No hems, no pockets. Why? Kohen probably has a lot of things to carry. Put some, put some knives and other things. He could use, he could use a couple of pockets. Why no pockets? The Mishnah Shkalim tells us. Because what did the Kahanim do? Sometimes they have to go in to the offices of the Beis Hamikdash to get money. All the machzals are shekels that came in. They have to be Torim the Lishka. They have to take out money. You know what's going to happen? Says the Mishnah. They're going to come out, and all of a sudden, the, this Kohen is going to get rich. You know, people are going to say, "I know why he got rich." I know why he got rich, of course. Well, the maxes are shekels. Or the opposite, he'll get poor. I know why he got poor. Hashbrook was paying him back. No matter what. The Mishnah says there's no hems. There's no pockets. The Yisem Nikiim Me'ashem Ami Yisrael. That's exactly what the Mishnah quotes. You see the Mishnah. shoes. or sandals, he can't even wear tefillin when he goes in to the uh, to the Trumas Alishka. Vloba Kamiya, he can't have an amulet. Shemayani, maybe he'll become poor. Vyomer, may have on Alishka any. Oh, he stole from the Alishka. Oh, Shemayashir. Vyomer, me Trumas Alishka Hashir. And the Mishnah and Zuaf Lafi. Sheha Adam Tsarich Latsesi de Abrios. Kedarak Shatsarich Latsesi de Amakom. We have to do our best in the eyes of Hashem, but also in the eyes of people. We have to make sure that we are Makadi Shem Shemayim. If there's something that we're not sure whether we should do or not, we can't do oh, God knows. God knows. We also have to be worried about what other people are thinking. And to do our best to make it easy for them. Not to have to struggle to be down Palm quotes the story. I gave it to you in source number six. The story is told of a man, it's Rapam on this week's parasha. Story told of a man who was summoned to Bezdin on a financial matter who was required to either take a shvu or pay. Bezdin said, either swear or pay, either one. Because if you swear, we'll, we'll trust your shvua. To the surprise of everyone in the courtroom, he first swore and voluntarily paid the money. He swore I don't know him, and then he paid the money. When asked to explain his strange conduct, he replied, if I agree to pay and not swear, people would say that I attempted to steal, but the position of the Bezdin of a note forced me to convince, confess. If I paid, oh, see, he's a liar. He really owed it. See, he was lying beforehand. If I would indeed swear, people would say that not only was I a thief, but I also swear falsely. Therefore, you know what? I did both. The Yisim Nikiim, may Hashem Yisrael. The responsibility of a Jew is to always be above suspicion, especially in monetary matters. It's far from easy. But the bitter consequences of the failure to do so should stimulate us to do everything possible. Everything's got to be yashar, open, clear-cut in all areas of our life. And just to end off, this section with one final hosafa, it's not connected in the tshuva, but in Hilcha Shabbos, there's a story told about the Chassam Sofer, and maybe this Chassam Sofer is what caused him, I don't know what happened first 
what caused him to write his tshuva, it's in the, it's in, in source number four, back in the tshuva, it's in Chilag Vav. It was only at the end of the tshuvas. So maybe this story happened first. In the Sefer Minag Yisrael Tarahu, which is a beautiful set of Minhagim al Seder Amishnabura. So there in Hilcha Shabbos, he writes that one time the Chassam Sofer had, always went to a certain town to use the bathhouses, maybe at a, um, you know, to use the um, Mayanot, and he always used to stay at a certain non Jewish house. And one time, one of the Baalbatims, like the Jewish Baalbatim, the tent, you gotta stay by me, you gotta stay by me. Okay, you gotta stay, okay. So he stays by him. And after he left the town and he came back to his, his city, there was a whole PR issue. The Chassam Sofer heard that this Balabas was spreading rumors about him that he wasn't such a great goan, that he wasn't such a great rough. Chassam Sofer's trying to think, did I do anything? Did I miss anything? Did I, did I, did I miss Minion? Did I wake up late? Did I, did I not wait to fill? He's trying to think, what did I do? I have no idea. He has no idea. He couldn't, he couldn't remember anything. So the Chassam Sofer sends his shlich, says, get, get the Balabas. I want to, what, what's he doing? I don't know. So, Mian, line six. Shalach Sam Sofer, Achrei Arav, Desham Sheyavo Etzlo. Come. Because your boy, Hishbiach Sam Sofer, the Baalabais. Sam Sofer, me, the Baalabais. Swear to me what you saw. Swear to me. Tell me. Sam Sofer can do what he wants. It's the God of Aldar. Right? So he says, What did you see that you're getting such a negative impression? So the Baalabais says, I was peeking through your window on Shabbos afternoon when you were about to eat the meal, the Sudashnia. You didn't make kish. You didn't make Kiddush before you ate Shabbos day. And Jews make Kiddush before the meal. Chassam Sofer had davened early and made Kiddush after davening. He had made Kiddush, he had a Kiddush in Shul, so he had Kiddush there. He didn't repeat Kiddush when he came back to his house to eat, meat, eat the bigger meal. So there's a minute, various reasons, we're not going to get into the halachic issues now. I think Reveal Magon says you have to repeat Kiddush, but Me'ikra did, many, many make, did make Kiddush again, al but the Chassam Sofer has this story and he says, Oy vey. He explains to the Balabas, he says, Chassam Sofer, you know what I learned from that story? First of all, I learned, he says, first I was very upset. I can't believe he started spreading this. But on a deeper level, I said, look what a Pasha Yid feels about Halacha. He's so convinced. He's so upset. He feels like the, I, I didn't make Kiddush. He's so angry. That's, that's a Jew. He feels so strong. I shouldn't have spread the rumors about him. But that's a Jew. He says, but you know what I learned from this? Okay, it's halacha, but you know what? People might be looking through my window. I'm a chassam sofer. I got to be above and beyond, says the chassam sofer, and um, maybe that's what led him in the other tshuva to be so scared of that pasuk. That's what he writes at the end, turning over the page at the end of source eight, that Yisrael kedoshim heim, Yisrael kedoshim heim, and even though the leaders sometimes, because I was talking about the leaders, sometimes aren't so, so great, but. The Yisrael Pshutim are the ones that carry carry the torch. Okay, so we've had three ideas related to Matos. Let's go to the next parsha. Three ideas related to Masay. Got to give equal equal press to each uh, to each parsha. Beginning of Masay, let's just do one of the more basic makoras in this week's par- in this parsha, and that is the first Rashi, the first Ramban on the parsha, and that is the purpose. The purpose of the Masaos. We know all the 42 Masaos are listed at the beginning of Masay. Why do we have to know every single place they stopped? Every single place. The Torah has to tell us. Just tell us where they started off with. They went, they stopped in 20 other places, and they came here. We don't know anything that happened at most of these places. A few places at the beginning, a few places at the end. Most of these places we know nothing about. So why does the Torah have to spend its time telling us about it? Says Rashi. First Rashi in the Parsha. Why? Lahodia Chasadav Shalmakom to express to us Chasdei Hashem 
even though he decreed that for 40 years we have to be wandering in the desert and therefore he could have made us move every month could have made us move every month don't think it was so hard HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not make us move every month don't think there was a menucha they only went to 42 places 14 of them were first year before the Gzera so what are we down to? we're down to 28 and etc and then after Aaron died in the 40th year there were another 8 so we're down to 20 20 stops in 38 years it's not so often every 2 years First shot of Rashi is Hashem to teach us that for most of the time we didn't move. We were in the desert, we were getting the mun and the be'et. We weren't going into Eretz Yisrael, but we had a relatively calm and peaceful existence. Number one, Rashi. Rashi also quotes another shot from Rebbe Tanchuma. Rebbe Tanchuma. Dar, not Medrash Tanchuma, Rebbe Tanchuma. Darish Bo Drasha Acheres. Gives a mashal, Lamelech Shoye Beno Chole, Vaholichol Nakamrachal Ufruaso. A king that takes his son very far away to get healed. Kiva Shoye Chosrin, when they uh, were on their way back, the father keeps reminding, this is, son, this is where we slept, this is where we ate, this is this, this is that, this is where you were hurt. Making sure that the son remembered the history. Remember what it was like on the way there, so there's a hakara of the better times that it is now. Two shots in Mavrash. But there's one final thought and that is the Rambam. The Rambam Maranavuchim is quoted in the Ramban at the beginning of Masay, which is something that we can appreciate in our day and age. The Rambam Shita. So line six, line five. The host of Rambam Maranavuchim to Elisbidiasam. Lomar Hatsorach Lahasker Masam Gadol Maod. Why do we have to know the Masaos? Ki Hanisim Bahaosos Hanasos Hayu Amitios Lachoro Ahem. There were tremendous miracles that occurred in the desert. There's something called revisionist history. There's something called that even though great miracles took place in our day and age, 60 years later, there are websites, Holocaust denial, websites, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world. And that was less than 100 years ago. Says the Rambam, thousands of years ago, the Mon, the Be'er, oh come on, millions of people, two million people in the desert, God didn't take him in the desert, yeah, he probably took him like next to the civilization over here, next to Midian, next to this, he probably took him someplace close by, there was water there, there was this, there was that, says the Rambam, no, the Torah lists off every single spot where they were, so you know that it was the middle of nowhere. There was no other way that this nation could survive unless a Kaddish Baruch Hu performed miracles for them. And it's, people don't naturally, cannot naturally live there. A Kaddish Baruch Hu puts every place so that we know for history. 
People won't listen. People won't believe. Right? People even now try giving logical interpretations to 1967. People start giving anything, any miraculous event that takes place. Right? That's the nature of people, says the Rambam. That's why Parshas Masay lists off each of the Masos to make sure we realize the great miracle that Kodesh Baruch Hu did for our entire nation and we were able to survive and thrive in that in that um, situation. Good. Moving right along, there is a mitzvah. There's more than one mitzvah. There is two mitzvahs that we're going to discuss now. Two of the mitzvahs in Parshas Masay. The first one is in source number ten. Well, we're going to talk about is it a mitzvah a little bit or not. Most famous discussion in Parshas Masay is. Pasuk Nun Gimel in Perek Lamed Gimel Pasuk Nun Gimel says Moshe Rabbeinu says Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu V'horashtem es ha'aretz v'shavtem ba You shall morish You shall conquer inherit the land and you shall live there Ki lochem nasati es ha'aretz l'areshes osah because to you I have given the land Well known Ramban on this Pasuk Says the Ramban, V'horashem as Arash V'shavtem ba, Ki lochem nasati as Arash V'shavtem ba, Says the Ramban, It's verse number 10, Al daiti zu mitzvis asehi. Says the Ramban, This is one of the 630 mitzvis, Living in the land of Israel. Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Right here, the Ramban says, It's a mitzvah asehi daraisa. V'horashem as Arash. Yitzavei osam, Sheyeshu ba'aretz v'yirshu osa, Ki hu nitna lahem. It's being given to you. V'lo yimasu b'nachlas Hashem. And part of the mitzvah is not to be disgusted. Benachlas Hashem. What was there at the time? When Yisrael went in, what was in the land? It was all over the Avodah Giants and, 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 and Avodah nothing good. To the naked eye, there was nothing good. But it's the unique land. It's the Eretz HaNivcheres. That's a mitzvah zaseh. To go in there, to live there, and not to be disgusted by it. And if the Jews ever said, you know what? Too much controversy there. Let's go take another land. We'll call that the Jewish homeland. We'll go there. That's what the uh, the early part of the 20th century. Right? Uh, let's go to a di- another land. If we set up a, a Jewish homeland in any other country in the world, we are, and we have the choice of being part of the Jewish homeland, we are violating this mitzvah. So the Ramban says, I'm just translating. Etc. And a husband and a wife going there. This is the source. This is a mitzvah's assay. Rashi does not interpret it that way. We don't know what Rashi sheet is, but at least this passage doesn't interpret as as the mitzvah. The Ramban repeats this as well in his Sefer HaMitzvah. Again, a very well-known piece in source number 11. In the fourth mitzvah, that the Ramban holds, that the Rambam forgot. Bottom of the page, source 11, mitzvah revius, shenitz tavinu l'aresh sa'aretz. Asher nasan akal yizbarach, v'yis aleh la'avoseinu, la'avram lisak liyakov. We are commanded to inherit the land that was given not only to Moshe Rabbeinu, he didn't even get it, but to the Avos. Kedusha's Aretz goes back to the Avos. V'lo nazva b'yazru l'aseinu, we shall not leave it in the hands of others. Min ha'umos, o l'shmar, even desolation. Desolate. No, it's a mitzvah to go and build it up. And he talks about the gavlus of the mitzvah. It's one of the major mysteries, and this is in 
one of the top ten probably discussions in the uh, Sefer and Mitzvahs of the Rambam is why doesn't the Rambam quote it? The Rambam does not quote the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisroi. Look all through his uh, 248 mitzvahs I say, there is no mitzvahs I say listed explicitly that there is a mitzvah to live in the land of Israel. Yishev Eretz Yisroi. So there were those that suggested, the Megillah Esther, source 12, one of the great commentaries on the Rambam, says, maybe it's because the Rambam does not think it applies. So the Rambam doesn't quote it. It applied maybe originally it was a mitzvah, Maybe it'll apply again to Yemosa Mashiach. The Raman quotes Karbanis as mitzvahs. That also doesn't apply today. But the Miguel Sazer says, no, there's a difference. We're just missing a Mizbeach. Here, this mitzvah does not apply unless until Mashiach comes. Kilomana Harav, who? Look what he says in Source 12. Lefisha mitzvahs Yerusha Saharas Vishivasa Lo Noga Rakmi Me Moshe Yoshua Vedavid. Because Manshalo Golome Artsam. It was only when they first went in until they went into Gauls. Aval Acher Shagolome Alan Masam. Ain mitzvah zunu heges ladoros at eis ba mashiach. It doesn't. It can't apply. It can't apply. The mashiach comes. At least karbanis. He would say that's different. Really, even after galus, we go back by Hisheni, it We can still give karbanis. But kiyadaraba. He says it's tavinu not to go back. He quotes the shalosh shvuos. Not for now. That's the megillah Esther. His suggestion. I'm there's a quote because there's no mitzvah bezmanazeh. Ruba the ruba of the achronim assume that that cannot be the pshat of the rambam. Because there are many halachic contexts of the Rambam where the Rambam uses the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael as a basis for a halacha. Says the Rambam in Source 13, husband and wife, a husband wants to make aliyah, a wife doesn't want to make aliyah, the husband can make aliyah and not pay the wife the ksuba. We're not talking the halacha l'maysa right now. You have to talk about this before you get married. Right? If you, have to get married, if you never talked about it, then all of a sudden the next day you wake up, okay, that's, that's different. But if they talked about it and they agree, so the husband, the husband could go. If she wants to, she could force what? Obviously, a mitzvah of Yishevar Yisrael here. Says the Rambam in Source 14, a Gemar in Gittin, Halokeach bayis be'eret Yisrael min agai. If I'm buying a piece of land, I'm buying a house from a guy, and he'll, his, his only condition is, Jew, I want you to, I want a signature on this document today. And today happens to be Shabbos. So usually there's an Issa Durabanan to ask a guy to do a malacha for me on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, when it comes to this case, you're allowed to have a guy sign it for you on Shabbos. Sign the deed. Why? Why? You can't do other Averis to Rabbanon. Look what the Rambam says. Sha'amira l'goy b'Shabbos asura mitivrehem. Umisham yishev Eretz Yisrael l'gazer b'davar zeh. It's only this to Rabbanon, but yishev Eretz Yisrael overcomes that. That's the Rambam talking. Quoting Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam talking. The Rambam talking. The Rambam If an Eved runs away from his master and runs to Eretz Yisrael, you're not allowed to give him back. All these halachas. The end of the Hilchus Malachah. The Rambam quotes all his Gemaras at the end of Ksubis. That the Amoraim rolled around in the dust of Eretz Yisrael and they kissed the ground and the rocks. It's all quoted in the Mishnah Torah. How could you suggest the Rambam doesn't, doesn't hold the Yishev Eretz Yisrael? So Rov of the Achronim, the Samar Rebbe liked this Megillah Esther. That's a lot of his bases of his writings are based on this Megillah Esther. But Rov of the Achronim assumed, no, there must be a different shot of the Rambam. Meaning, for some reason, the Rambam doesn't count it as an independent mitzvah. But it must be included in some other mitzvah. So there are many different interpretations of what that mitzvah is. We're just going to do one now. We're not having a shir now on Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Maybe one day. But one of the more creative suggestions, where is the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael? And it has halacha l'maysa ramifications for us. Says the Eretz Chemda, Rav Shal Yisraeli. Because we were great uh, going in Eretz Yisrael. It was nifter about uh, 15 years ago or so. 
Source 17. Says the Eretz do you know what mitzvah I think is included in? Birchas HaMazon. Birchas HaMazon. Birchas HaMazon. Benching. Yishev Eretz Yisrael. Says of Shal Yisraeli. The Gemara tells us, and we pass it this way, you're not Yotze benching unless you mention three or four very important items. First of all, you're not Yotze benching if we don't mention bris milah. We're not Yossi benching unless we mention thanksing, thank Hashem for Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Chem Tov We're not Yossi benching unless we mention Malchus Beis David, Binyan Yerushalayim. We're not Yossi benching without those elements. Asks the Eretz Chemda, is it possible that we should have a Karas Atov for Eretz Yisrael and there's no obligation to live there? What do we think of us? Thanks God, but you can have it. The whole assumption of benching that we have to mention no delacha al shenchalta lavosenu eretz chemda doesn't make sense says the eretz chemda to thank Hashem for something that we don't really want that we don't really have to appreciate and go to nimsa line eleven shenis chayavnu b'tur mitzvah menator lahakir tov l'Hashem isbarach al nahan chalas aretz so part of the mitzvah zei daraisa of birchas amazon is thanking Hashem for eretz yisrael. Upashut line seventeen. Shatnai Rishon Akaras Tovazu Shlo Yimasu Benach Be'aretz VeYismachu BiShivasa. How could you thank for something that you don't really want? So the assumption of benching. Next time we bench, we have to think about this. No Delacha Al Shenchatel Avosin Eretz Chanda Varachava to thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Thank you for Brismila. That's a mitzvah. Thank you for Malchus Beis David. Halavai, halavai. It's not a separate mitzvah. We have a mitzvah. Should appoint a, hopefully when Mashiach will appoint somebody from Malchus Beis David. That's his suggestion to explain the sheet of the Rambam. Okay, one final point. And that is related to the other mitzvah in Pasha's Masay, and that is the mitzvah of setting up Are Miklat. Setting up Are Miklat, the cities of refuge, if somebody kills by accident, the Shogeg, so we know that they are sent to Golis, one of the Are Miklat, six special cities. The Gemara says all the Are Levim, all 48 altogether, were, uh, had some power of protection, uh, but there were six special Are Miklat. So there is... Uh, Challenging to understand halacha, those learning the Dafyomi had it a couple of weeks ago, in the Mishnah in Makas Dafyadal, source 18, where the Mishnah says that the Rotseach Beshogeg, the murderer of Beshogeg, has to stay in the ear Miklat, even, even if he could save a life by leaving and testifying on somebody's behalf. That's what the Mishnah says. I, I underlined it. They know Yotze lo le'edus mitzvah, v'lo le'edus mamon, v'lo le'edus nefashos. Not even to save a life. V'yafilu Yisrael tzrichem lo, even if all the Jewish people need him. V'yafilu sar tzvah Yisrael, he's the general. Eno Yotze misham la'olam. He never is allowed to leave until the Kohen Gadol dies. We learned that from a Pasuk. So all the commentators are bothered. How could this be? Sakhanus nefashos, all clients all need you. How could this be? So the Tan Vadas of Sternbach in Source 19 quotes a couple of answers. Number one, he quotes, I didn't give it to you the first, the, the, the previous page had the previous line, he quotes from the Ar Sameach. Maybe this has to do with the important halachic sugya of putting myself into a suffix sakana in order to save someone else from a vade sakana. Right? The medical issue of, does one have to? Is one allowed to? Is one not allowed to? Give a kidney to somebody. Person has two healthy kidneys, Baruch Hashem. They want to give a kidney to somebody who needs it. So they are saving somebody from a vade sakana. This person's in vade danger now. But I'm putting myself into a suffix sakana because maybe Rahman al in years, something's going to happen to the other kidney, my other kidney. So that is a major issue. What well, we pask in there? We end up asking that you're allowed to do it, but you don't have to do it. You're allowed to do it. You might have said you're not allowed to do it. 
So maybe, says the Arsameach, that's what this relates to. This guy, this Rotzech is going to leave, but the Goal Adam, the relative of the murdered party, is waiting outside the city with an axe. So what, he's going to save Klal Yisrael. But he's putting himself into a suffix Sakane. He doesn't have to do that. So that's one approach that he has. But there's another idea. There's another idea. He quotes another shot in the, in the, in the middle of the source. We're going to skip right now, where he rereads the source. But the last source, the last paragraph, Ubederach Remez Biarti. So maybe there's a deeper idea. Line 22. All wars of the Jewish people, any battle that we have ever fought in history, is really a divinely fought battle. HaKadosh Baruch is in charge. HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses soldiers, he uses the Jewish people to make it look like it's people doing it. But really, every battle that we have fought in our history is going back from Yoshua and David. Adayom Azeh is really HaKadosh Baruch Hu saving us from Artsaris. The army and the generals and the Moshe Dayans, they're just Yad Hashem. They're just from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So says of Sternbach, maybe the Pshat is, HaKadosh Baruch what does it say? Even if you're at Sartzavah, you're a general, you're not allowed to leave. You know why? Because if you kill Bishogeg, suggests Rav Sternbach, so you have a shemitz, you have some blood on your hands. You killed somebody, Bishogeg. Okay, not amazing. But w- are you really going to be the Kli that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to use to save the Jewish people? Probably not, says Rav Sternbach. So even though on the surface it looks like you're the one, Sartzavah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will find other ways. Kaddish Baruch Hu will find... Yeah, we have to obviously do our Ishtavos, but this is the halacha. The message being, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is behind everything that we do. Kaddish Baruch Hu is behind every battle. Kaddish Baruch Hu is behind every victory that Klai Yisrael has ever had. Kaddish Baruch Hu is in charge, so therefore if he says he doesn't have to leave, he'll find other ways to bring our Yeshua. So at this time period in history, when we yearn for another Yeshua... And we're trying to be the Matos. Trying to be the Mata. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us the victory. Let us recognize that it's His victory. And Baruch Hashem, we should go back to being a Mata, but being, go back to being a Shevet with the strength of the Mata, but being directly connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu again.